Beer with Buffy is a retro-analytical love roast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you'd like to support our show financially, you can find us on patreon.com slash beerwithbuffy. Don't forget to review us on iTunes if you like what you hear. I was told you were coming. The big bad is back. This time... I'm not sure I'm getting the clearance to come into the initiative. I've been thinking about the world. Like vampires. Take a stand and say that. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this one. Hello, and welcome to Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Today we are reviewing episode 18 of season 4, Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah, it's basically the plot of speed, only with sex instead of a bus. (laughs) It kind of is. <laughs> uh, I was going to save that for later, but I feel like that's a good headliner. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Uh, just real quick, crossover alert. This episode aligns with the episode of Angel called 5x5, Five Five, where Faith is in L.A. and she's being a bad, bad girl and Angel tries to make her see reason sounds like a thing that would happen to faith it sounds exactly like something that would and did i believe happen to faith uh today as we were watching this episode yeah we were getting our asses chewed for not doing angel yet so this is our really really fantastically shitty compromise (laughs) is that uh, we're at least going to mention when crossovers happen i still want to go back and do season one after we're done with season four of buffy but rex doesn't want to I want to. I want to finish this show because he's a bad person. You no. hear how bad of a person he is, everybody. I'm a good person. You're a bad person. Ah, I see you pulled the old knifey spoonie on me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I see you've played knifey spoonie before. All right, this is an official poll, everybody. Who's a bad person, me or Rex? <laughs> I think I am. I think you're gonna win the bad person award because you're way more inappropriate than I am. Biden versus Bernie. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Oh, don't bring real world politics into this. Except in this case, I'm Bernie and he's Biden. So you know. Make your vote from there. Is that a joke about how I have trouble speaking sometimes? Yes. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Completely unrelated note, this week I celebrated Edgar's adoptiversary. Wow, that is... I was going to say, wow, that is completely unrelated, but we've mentioned Sir Edgar Allan Purr enough times. Mr. Edgar Allan He did get knighted. No. Your friend James knighted him. It was legit. Oh, yeah, okay, James did knight him. (laughs) Damn it. I forgot all about that. Yep, there it is. But anyway, I've had Edgar for a year now, and he is a lovely floof. Follow me on Twitter, and you'll get to see more pictures of him. There you go. Cat porn, all for you. It is not porn. All for mo. It's cuteness (laughs) porn. It is. That's That's a thing. He is adorable. Shall we do a mom synopsis? Not yet. God damn it. So last week, we also <laughs> promised you that we were going to pour hot liquid into a fancy new Buffy mug, but then we never fucking ordered it. So that's going to happen next week, but <laughs> it's going to happen and we're going to say lots of really cool things about it, assuming that it's actually cool. We'll probably make way more big of a deal out of it than it actually well, yeah. is. I've already made way 
bigger of a deal out of it than it actually is. Um, because I think that's fun. It is fun. Thank now you. is the time for a mom synopsis. Joshua! What are you doing, Joshua? Mom, I told you to always knock when I'm cleaning my room! Oh, Keanu! That's right, Mom. All the hot, sweaty nakedness. That's why you're supposed to knock. What have I told you about having sex under my roof, Joshua? Don't. No, I've never told you anything because I'm the most emotionally repressed, passive-aggressive person you've ever known. Oh, right. Is there going to be a quiz on this later? Of course not, Joshua. I'll just start leaving annoying notes everywhere, eating your leftovers, and leaving the pans stacked so that all the nonstick coating gets scratched, even though you've asked me ten times not to do that. Cool. Go away now. <laughs> Wait! What's going on in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Is, uh, why is Spike strapped to a chair? I didn't know you were into bondage. Why, back in my bondage days... Whoa, 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 whoa! Stop it! Right there. Autoerotic asphyxiation is dangerous, Joshua. <laughs> so Spike met Anya at the bronze because he was robbing people and they commiserated over not having murderous powers anymore because Anya had a fight with Xander over not having sex twice. Um, <laughs> there, did that change the subject well enough? If you want it to, Joshua. I'm always here to talk about autoerotic asphyxiation. You can buy my book on Amazon. Oh, oh God! God. <laughs> now remember. Yeah, we're done here. We don't kink shame here on Beer with Buffy. <laughs> we do now. Only when it's your mother. Beer with Buffy officially kink shames when it has anything to do with your mother. <laughs> In any capacity. All right. So Buffy and Riley fought a vampire demon team and they tell Giles about it. They all agree that it's probably Adam and then they throw a party at Riley's frat house. Giles is invited but politely declines. Turns out the party at Riley's house is haunted with a sex demon poltergeist because of pent-up orphans who are shamed for any kind of sexual desires. Willow, Tara, and Giles cast a spell to bind the orphan poltergeists while Xander and Anya rescue Buffy and Riley from their sex dungeon of love, which is fueling the whole thing the end. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Woot. Not a lot of meat to this episode. I know, right? It's a standard haunted house episode. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed little creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, 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 down. As soon as the sun goes down, 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 down. Competition is a beautiful thing. Cold open. Uh, we open in the graveyard where, as you said... Buffy and Riley are fighting a vampire and a demon. That is correct. Uh, really all I got from this scene is a good line from Buffy that says, you get fang, I'll get horny. I mean, <laughs> yep, there it is. She said she'll get horny and she did. Yeah. Man, foreshadowing much. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but they kill the demon and the vampire both. Pretty standard slayage going on here. Vamps and demons living together. <laughs> teaming up against the Slayer and super secret underground military operations. Yeah. Hey, man. Love is love. 
Right. Mm-hmm. That's important. Those two, I mean, to the bitter end. <laughs> it was so cute. But here's the important part. They understand that this is a very big deal. And they need to tell Giles right away. But first... Wild hot sex. Wild hot sex. Woo-hoo! Definitely first thing in the morning, though. Yeah, def- definitely in the morning. <laughs> Opening sequence. Nothing funny happens. No Jonathan. It's no sad. Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> so bondy. I am still <laughs> just laughing myself giddy over doing that fucking episode. Yeah, wait till you hear the supercut. It's going to be great. Which by the time this releases, you will have heard. Probably. Yes, or will have, so. will have released anyway. Cut to the frat house. Where we get some pretty good camera work and some creepy ass music. Nice, long, slow through the house shot. Those are always fun. Yeah. This is the cleanest goddamn frat house I have ever seen. Well, they all are military types. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I've never met. A legitimate military person who was messy. You've met my brother, but he's still not that bad in comparison to some people I've known. So never mind. Super creepy music. Riley gets out of bed and starts searching around for something. He senses something. Yeah. Foreboding music really gives us all that feeling that there's something in the house. It tells me that maybe, just maybe, Riley can hear the music. <laughs> I still think that that would be like one of the greatest superpowers ever. To have your own theme music play around you all the time. To have a soundtrack that you hear in your head so you can like (laughs) know what's going on. Like all of a sudden you're sitting there and the music gets creepy. You're like, oh shit, something's fucking happening right now. Yeah, but what if it got stuck on the boss fight when there was no boss fight? Fun fact, that's the definition of anxiety. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a valid point. (laughs) But yeah, it's just a dripping faucet. Well... It wasn't just a dripping faucet, but that's what he found anyway. Right. We get we get some nice big uh, flashy letters and everything that says foreshadowing. Really? I missed that part. Yeah. It was subtle. Oh. You've always been better at picking up on subtle things than me, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so not true. <laughs> so we cut to an ice cream truck. Hey, speaking of creepy goddamn music, who puts a fucking ice cream truck in a minor key? Do you want ghosts? Because that's how you get aliens. I mean, ghosts. <laughs> Sorry, slip of the tongue. I uh, I have a very slippery tongue. Giggity. Don't you agree, Rex? I'm not commenting on that. Excellent. It's better that way. I have a very needy cat, though. That is also true. I just want the record to show that Rex would not know the viscosity of my tongue under any circumstances. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But he doesn't. That is correct. <laughs> so, yeah, Xander's driving an ice cream truck. Um, he doesn't keep this job very long. I would hope not. <laughs> I mean, I didn't understand how ice cream trucks work when I was a kid, which you're not supposed to. I guess, yeah. I just mean the business end of it. It's You're basically an independent contractor getting fucked left and right. If you don't sell your ice cream, you don't make money. Right. And you're paying for gas. I think you have to rent the truck. Which is, which is why I don't know about you. 
because we grew up in different cities. But the the ice cream truck that always came around my house was a shitty van uh-huh. that was obviously burning oil. <laughs> Like so, like a shitty van, as in it wasn't even painted like an ice cream truck. No, it was painted like an ice cream truck. Okay, and it had shitty music playing. Yeah, I was gonna say they're all shitty vans. It was a particularly shitty van that was burning oil. So, like standing near it made you a little bit ill. Yeah, but goddamn, you had to have that ice cream. <laughs> Dude, I fucking loved the Ninja Turtle ones. Oh with, God, yes, with the gumball eyes. Yes, yeah, they were amazing. It was the shit, even though the gum that came in that was awful oh yeah as a kid though it's still amazing i'm like this is so clever how did anybody think of this (laughs) the kind of ice cream you get from an ice cream truck is a low quality ice cream akin to how low quality the marshmallows are in cereal that's pretty low quality yeah you're like oh it's marshmallows but it's really just chalky and sugary yeah they're still delicious right i don't know why well they're freeze-dried i think is the thing yeah um anyway Whatever, fuck ice cream trucks. So Anya's with Xander. There's going to be some ice cream truck fucking going on right here. Oh my. <laughs> Xander's inviting Anya to this to Riley's frat party, but she's not comfortable with that being an ex-demon and all right. and them being, you know, demon hunters. But, you know, this has come up enough times that I'm starting to theorize that they do figure it out at some point in time and it becomes a problem for, you know, maybe half an episode for Anya. I would like it to be. I would, too. I would like that to come to fruition since they brought it up so many times now. But they probably don't. I don't remember. So. Nor do I. It's all fair game. Anyway, Anya (laughs) starts arguing with Xander because she thinks they're breaking up because they haven't had sex on two. Yes, count them two separate occasions. Yeah. I mean, Anya's expectations of how a relationship works is not particularly accurate. Right? Well, you know. You spend a couple hundred years being a vengeance demon on shitty dudes that are all, you know, having bad breakups. You know, you get a little bit of a skewed, biased opinion. Yeah, Yeah, that's valid. Anya starts to think maybe he has erectile dysfunction. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. that is not the case. Xander, too much to his credit, I feel like they're doing a lot of backpedaling to be anti-nice guy Xander. Because this seems out of character. For him. Slightly, yeah. Where he's like, a relationship is about more than sex and something you both have to work towards together. Not that he would know, but, you know, apparently better than Anya would know. She's like, we have nothing in common, but he doesn't fucking counter with anything. But, well, no, he kind of did. He said, but we should. It should be about more than that. He recognizes that it should be about more than sex, but it still seems out of character based on, you know... Two and a half seasons of him really just trying to hit anything that walks. Anything that walks. Yeah. So they're trying, though. They're trying. Yeah. So the whole conversation, they're they're doing these this great camera angle trick where you're either seeing Xander from where Anya is standing in the van. Yeah. Or you're seeing Anya from where Xander is standing in the van. And that's the only two angles you see during this whole conversation. <laughs> We watched Xander put the fucking vehicle in park, and he obviously walked to the back of the van to, like, get ice cream out for people. And they're just fucking talking about this, and Xander is slowly getting more and more 
okay, fine. If you want to talk about this, fine. Let's fucking talk about this. This is one of my quotes of the day. You yep. want sex? Let's have sex right here. <laughs> Hot, sweaty, big sex. <laughs> Just as he says that line, the camera angle is from if you were standing looking into the van and wanting some fucking ice cream. Slow head turn <laughs> from both Anya and Xander. Cut to a group of children and two adults waiting to purchase ice cream. I think Xander is fired. Very quite possibly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you get fired from that kind of a job. So many people sell drugs out of fucking ice cream trucks. It's ridiculous. But, I mean, it's the kind of ice cream truck business that has him wearing a stupid paper hat, for fuck's sake. And he's actually wearing it. That's the impressive part. Yeah. I think this might be a serious ice cream truck kind of job. I, I don't think it's the, the same kind of creepy ice cream truck that we had growing up. Right. And I think they're kind of going through this phase where Xander's got a different job every episode, which, I mean, I've been there. It's entertaining, though. I literally had a summer where I burned through eight jobs just a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, if it makes any of you all feel any better, I had just stopped being a bus driver for three years. You know, when you've got that kind of steady income for three years... You're not really ready to settle on bullshit jobs no. very quickly. They say young people don't learn anything in high school nowadays, but um, I've learned to be a friend. So what was the uh, story about that alligator? Cut to the campus commons where Giles, Riley Buffy, Willow Tara are... Talking about the demon and vampire coalition. Yep. They all speculate pretty accurately that it must be Adam that's causing this. He's yes. bringing people together like Martin Luther King. <laughs> exactly like <laughs> Martin Luther King. Yeah, We can only assume that they are absolutely right about this and nobody will ever question it for any reason because nobody's got time for that. Right. <laughs> They've got a fucking TV show to make here. This episode has absolutely nothing to do with that. <laughs> And that's fine. This is like the most Monster of the Week episode we've seen in a while. Yeah, honestly. it really is. So Riley says he'll have a reserve unit patrolling during the party that Giles is totally invited to. Well, and Giles is like, a party? A party at this time? Yeah. He's like, well, uh, uh, much as I uh, long for a good kegger, I have other plans. Yeah. <laughs> the espresso pump. Which, I don't think that's the coffee shop they normally go to. Right. But that's the name of a coffee shop is the Espresso Pump. It's a pretty good coffee shop name. And Willow says, what are you doing there? And he's like, uh, <laughs> I, um, it's a meeting of uh, grownups. It, it couldn't possibly be of, of any interest to you, Lot. <laughs> yeah. I'll buy that, Giles. Yeah, sure. You're not trying to hide anything. <laughs> 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 oh. Haven't heard that laugh in a bit. I know, it's been a minute. Yeah. Which I, I just want to say that there's there's a big difference between the Woody Woodpecker laugh and the Krusty the Clown laugh, which is... <laughs> okay, yeah, I can hear that now. Yeah, instead of... They the, sound very similar, though. Well, it's the difference between one ha and a slight modulation in pitch. Mm, it's either or, yeah. ha ha or ha 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 ha. Oh, wait, no, that's four. Ha, 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 ha. Anyway, now that we've had this breakdown <laughs> of cartoon laughter, break it down, y'all. No, 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 oh. no, oh. no, no, I don't think so, Tim. 
Yeah, I don't I don't think so, Josh. <laughs> anyway, Buffy and Riley are feeling it and they're they're like oh we got like 20 minutes to spare between our next class oh my god they've been working themselves into a (laughs) frenzy this whole scene like just stroking each other's hands with their fingers and i'm like yeesh they're basically boning with their hands honestly you know what i thought was going to happen this whole scene i thought they were going to start cutting back and forth between Buffy and Riley doing that, and Willow and Tara doing that. Oh, that would have been good, actually. But they didn't, and it was kind. Of, it sucked. It was, yeah, it kind of did. It was just straight sex. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Buffy and Riley run off with some very poorly done excuses, and Willow's like, oh... I think they're going to go have the sex. Yeah, they run off to take care of that pesky baby-making instinct. (laughs) Willow tries to spell it out for Giles, and he reminds her what it was like in the Mesozoic era. (laughs) (laughs) I like his tone here. He's like, I I understand what fucking is, Willow. Come on. (laughs) I once went to university, too, which I think calls out some canon that we had brought up at one point. Weren't you telling me that Giles technically doesn't have any degrees correct yeah so he dropped out he must have dropped out if he went to university at all yeah he was a party animal yeah (laughs) anyway so that's that cut over to the fraternity hoose yeah during the night so all these douche kebabs that riley lives with are all being whiny about it being probably like 65 degrees Fahrenheit in the house because they're in California and everybody's just a fucking wuss (laughs) about hard air quotes here. Cold weather. Fun fact about that specific topic. I lived and worked in Yosemite National Park for nearly a year in my early 20s. A year? Yeah. In your early 20s? Yes. Go on. Which, you know, it's up in the mountains, so it's a bit more extreme than in normal northern california i'll mount your tains no no josh no no next time no not not next time not ever (laughs) (laughs) during the winter in yosemite it gets to around like 30 like maybe at the coldest 25 degrees in the valley and i thought it was hilarious because there's like a half a foot of snow on the ground and everyone around is like bundled up under 50 fucking layers of coats and shit. And I'm walking around in a hoodie (laughs) (laughs) and everyone's like, it's so cold. It's like we're in Canada or something. This is is like fall spring weather. God damn it. Hey, we play video (laughs) games that are nicknamed Canada Simulator, and that's just for fun. Yeah. If that doesn't make you cold, I don't know what will. I mean, for fuck's sake, today it was 45 degrees out, and I'm driving around in my car with the fucking windows down and the the sunroof open. My new standard is above 32, (laughs) golden. If it is above 32, I am happy as a fucking log. Oh, fucking California people, man. I don't know how happy logs are, but I'm guessing pretty fucking happy. Uh, Probably pretty unhappy because they used to be trees. Yeah, now they're dead. Yeah. Well, 
So that's arguable and a rabbit hole that, that we're not going to go down. So all the douche kebabs are making fun of Riley and Buffy and their constant sex capade. Yep. All that sex, sex, sex. And I mean, shouldn't their sex capade really be providing enough heat and friction for the whole house? <laughs> but wait, they already made that joke in the episode. Yeah, they did. Yeah, we got a couple of heat generators going at it upstairs. <laughs> oh, shit. Guess I'm just going to go join a frat, Rex. <laughs> right. That's about how good my humor is. Fraternity level. Yeah. Uh, eh, you're better than that most of the time. Hey, they've got money at least. They do have that. Money would be nice. I could run that crowd. On that note, hey, if you want to help support Beer with Buffy, <laughs> head over to our Patreon at patreon.beerwithbuffy.com. We've also got a store, store.beerwithbuffy.com, where you can buy stupid stuff that frat people probably would never wear. Right. Yeah. Oh, well. Buy it anyway. <laughs> so Beer is expensive. <laughs> it, it is. So the fireplace explodes and ignites douche kebab number four. Um, I think his name is actually Mason. I don't care. Yeah, it's Mason and he catches on fire. And Forrest puts him out with uh, some sort of banner that was hanging on the wall. And they call for help. And that's that. Yeah. Cut over to... Duh! Bronze, kind of. Kind of. It's outside, outside the bronze. But then... You're just going to leave me hanging? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> And who do we see immediately other than Spike? Can he spike? Can he spike? Can he spike? Can he spike? Spike? No, we see Anya first, then Spike. And then Spike! <laughs> can he spike? Can he spike? Can he spike? Can he spike? Spike! Yeah, Spike jumps out of the shadows to scare Anya. And he's like trying to be all intimidating despite the fact that he can't hurt her. Uh, and he wants to rob her. <laughs> oh, it's just you. Well, give me all your money. <laughs> we get a line from her that I loved. I like my money the way it is when it's mine. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. That's no, where I like my money. Absolutely. I like my money to be my money. Which is why I never should have gone to college. <laughs> so I'm really tired of being terrified that my tax return is going to get garnished every year. Which right. luckily it didn't this year. But yeah, Spike mocks Anya about Xander. Another couple of lines there that are one of my quotes of the day. Anya says, I'm beginning to understand why you're so friendless. Spike's <laughs> like, well, look who's talking. I don't see droopy boy on your arm. Did he have better things to do? <laughs> and the look on Spike's face, it simultaneously pisses me off and is just so ghoulish. Right? He's so happy to find an in to hurt somebody emotionally. <laughs> he really loves his emotional torture. But after they have some back and forth, he like makes a growly noise at her and she's like, you're not even bumpy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? Oh, hey, hey, say something to get me mad. <laughs> uh, make me angry again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, a, it's, it's a good interaction. The whole interaction is gold. I, you know, I never, I'm like, wait, Anya, Spike, this is amazing, right? Yes, they're both really good at one-liners. They amazing. are amazing. It's really fun. Go back and watch that scene. Buffy, you made some bad choices. You just might have to live with some consequences. This isn't over. If I have to, I'll go all the way to the mayor. Cut back to the frat party. 
Then we cut to Riley and Forrest, and I think the other dude's name is Graham. Graham and Mason are, are, I've been probably calling both of them douche canoe number three for several episodes now. So Mason isn't there because Mason volunteered for patrol duty. Yes. Because he didn't want any women to see him with his eyebrows missing. That's their theory anyway. Yeah. It's likely. I mean... Have you ever seen somebody without eyebrows? Yeah, it's scary. It's alarming. I don't like it. No, sir, I don't like it. You see someone without without eyebrows and you look at them and you go, what's what's so alarming? Why are you scared? Why are what's, you scared? What's wrong? <laughs> Do you need assistance? A perpetual state of alarm. Do you need an adult? <laughs> I'm not one, but I can go find one. We're definitely not adults here. <laughs> We're old enough to vote and drink and own things and pay taxes. We're not adults. Man, children. It's a thing. Look it up. Yeah. So Forrest <laughs> is telling Riley about the fire explosion. Uh, Xander is over there because Buffy is hanging out with the Scooby gang, Xander, Willow, and Tara. And Xander's moaning about his fight with Anya. Xander's like, am I the crazy one? And I'm like, yes, Xander. Yes, you are. Well, okay, not entirely. Him and Anya are a really good match, right. and uh, Buffy is completely wrapped up in eye-fucking Riley across the room. Yeah. And she's, she's like, uh-huh. not paying any attention to... Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Willow's like, hey, Buffy, this might be a good time for me to mention that someone, <laughs> so not me, spilled something purply on your new peasant top, <laughs> which I would never borrow without asking. Still love me? Uh-huh. <laughs> wait, wait, what about my peasant top? Oh, no, thing where Xander was talking about Anya. I'm like, damn, that's cold. Just throw Xander right under the bus. To be fair. He kind of deserves it. Yeah. Karma. All the shit that he's he's <laughs> caused for Willow over the years. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to make up for it, but he's still got some penance. Yeah. Definitely. Cut back to the bronze. Still just leaving me hanging, huh? <laughs> wow duh bronze jesus christ this is cold <laughs> welcome to the coldest episode of beer with buffy that's ever happened guys well you know sometimes you're just not into it i'm just gonna <laughs> wow i'm just gonna double fist it over here gotta make up for some serious depression going on <laughs> so anya's sitting on the couch with spike yeah and I got a quote of the day here. Go go for it. And so they're both commiserating about not having powers anymore, mainly Anya, but Spike can relate because yeah. he's got the chip in his brain. Well, and he's like, you take killing for granted. <laughs> well, that's, that's part of my quote of the day. Right. So Anya says, a year and a half ago, I could have eviscerated him with my thoughts. Now I can barely hurt his feelings. Things used to be so much simpler. You know, you take the killing for granted and then it's gone and you're like... I wish I'd appreciated it more. Stopped and smelled the corpses, you know? <laughs> Which, and she just goes along with this. I love the imagery of that. Right. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. Spike leans in all sexy-like, and he's like, well, I thought he was going to start hitting on Anya. Right. And, I mean, maybe this is how Spike hits on women? Because he's, he's like, a vampire. He's like, you and I should just go do the vengeance. Both of us, you eviscerate Xander, and I'll stake Drew like a project. Because 
that's the best way to bond with somebody. Yeah. And had she taken him up on that, they'd have been an unstoppable couple, frankly. Right? I mean, while Anya doesn't have any power anymore, the woman's got a fuck ton of knowledge. He could still turn her into a vampire. Oh, oh God. <laughs> that didn't even occur to me. Right? Oh, my God. That's terrifying. That'd be so neat. <laughs> you know, I think if she were desperate enough to be immortal again, she'd go for it. Yeah. Yeah. But. But, yeah, she's not into uh, to doing the vengeance now. Me thinks it's because she's in love with Xander. Yeah, she's still too in love with Xander. She just can't bring herself to do it, and I was a little disappointed, but, you know, we all know that they end up together. And she, <laughs> she's like, you can still go do Drew, though, and he's like, yeah, I will. Maybe later. <laughs> he's not gonna. Right. Back to the party. Yeah. So we're back at the party, and hey, Rex, did you recognize who this douche canoe yes! is? He's the asshole from Beer Bad. Yeah. Not just any asshole. He was like the twattiest one of them all. Pretension just pours out of him. It oozes from his every pore. <laughs> Absolutely. So he is talking to a woman about French, not in French. First time ever I've heard somebody try to woo somebody by talking about French. Yeah, he's just like... Oh, nobody ever tells you how good the language tastes, though. You know, the way it rolls off your tongue. Because he's basically trying to tell her that he's good at eating pussy. Right, exactly. <laughs> so his entire train of thought comes to an abrupt halt when he puts his hand on the wall. And he gets a wallgasm. <laughs> <laughs> if that man didn't come in his pants, he's overacting. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and then we cut over to Xander, who's making dumb jokes at this poor girl. And she's way too into it. Uh, what? Well, no. <laughs> like, okay, we talk a lot of shit about Xander, but in this moment, he's actually pretty fucking charming. No, I th I always have thought he's funny. Even at his worst, he's still funny. But I don't mean funny. I mean, he's obviously funny here, but... He's specifically funny in a charming manner. Okay, I'll buy that. But he walks in and he's reading this trophy or a, a plaque or something. And he says, Lowell House, 1962. And Julie's like, uh, yeah. Oh, you know, just impressing you with my knowledge of local history. Or my knowledge of reading. <laughs> her response is, you didn't even have to sound anything out. <laughs> he says you should see me add short columns of small numbers and I'm like I know right like, that's about all the math I can do she finds it funny and it is a good couple of lines self deprecation is not dead not well I mean it's close it's not as it's not as popular as it used to be that's true but in the 90s self deprecation was huge yeah and because it wasn't as common and it was nice to see people who were at least acting like they weren't so damn full of themselves right. all the time. After she's like, oh, you're funny. That is funny how amusing or funny back away and avoid eye contact. 
And she's like, kind of both. Little column A, little <laughs> column B. This line encompasses all of my feelings for Xander <laughs> this whole time. Yeah. I <laughs> Since season one. I concur. So she asks if he's here with anyone. And, uh, you know, it's too bad Xander's with Anya, you shitty shitbag cheating fucked hard dick. <laughs> Monster. My. Tell us how you really feel, Josh. Uh, okay, see, so how I really feel is, too bad Xander's with Anya, you shitty shitbag, <laughs> cheating, fucked hard monster. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was by your request specifically. Yes. So, yeah, he says the corniest of fucking lines of, well, right now I seem to be here with you. Oh, my. Cut back over to Buffy and Riley, who have since tractor beamed each other into each other's arms, basically. And there's an important essay they need to go over. Yeah. Hmm. That's a funny thing to call a vagina. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dating. I am having serious dating with a werewolf. And I'm studying witchcraft and, and killing vampires. It's like a drug. So, wow, everyone's got game tonight. Even the wall. Right. Like, douche canoes number seven and number 23 are over there playing with the orgasm wall. Um, And that wall is getting busy. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Oh, oh, wait. Not everyone has game tonight. No game for Willow. Right. Despite the serious fuck-me eyes she's getting from Tara Mm. as they talk about going horseback riding. Because Tara freaks the fuck out as Willow reaches to touch Tara's thigh. And I mean, I didn't even get the impression that it was like a, hey, I'm hitting on you thigh touch. It was, it was. No, I don't think it was at all. It was a very platonic friendly gesture. And they were already like as nestled up to each other as you can physically be. Yeah. Like blocking off the stairs. Just a note here. If you're at a party and you're talking to somebody, it's all hot and heavy and everything. Don't. Sit on the stairs. You're right in everyone's way. I mean, I've done that at several parties. It's but a party. That's rude. All, all bets are off, man. No, it's fun having to make people walk around you and walking around other people who are making you have to walk around them. I promise. It's fun. I I think it's rude. You should try it sometime. I don't particularly like parties. Get off my lawn, old man Rex. Despite the fact that I'm an extreme extroverted person, I don't like parties. Huh. It's too much. Well, they don't like you. I'm fine with that. <laughs> so, yeah, Tara runs to the bathroom. Uh, I suspect haunted house fuckery. Yeah. Yeah, I called this way ahead of time. Um, I do want to note here, we, we get a little bit of a hint that apparently Willow is afraid of horses due to a pony incident when she was a child. I want to hear more about this pony incident. Right? But, yeah, anyway, so Tara's reaction, barring some sort of serious homophobia upbringing which i really don't think that's holding tara back at all there's definitely only one other explanation rex aliens wait i mean ghosts (laughs) tara it's not even ghosts what sure poltergeist because they're totally not the same thing that is correct they are not the same thing a ghost is a intellectual spirit a a being that has a mind a poltergeist is an imprint of energy on a space 
Huh. That is a very uh, important distinction. Thank you for making that for me, Rex. You're welcome. Always here to explain things to you in as few words as possible. <laughs> few? <laughs> Did you cut to the front door? <laughs> <laughs> Anya enters with Spike. This is gold already. Oh my god. So Spike recognizes some people, and I have a quote of the day here, Josh. I have several quotes of the day here. You go ahead. So, I only have the one quote from Anya. Because Spike recognizes some people, and Anya replies with, Yeah, initiative soldiers. They live here. The experiments happen in the lab under the house. It's where they kept you and put in your chip. Let's have fun. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed that very much. I I put way more inflection into it than Anya did. Uh, yeah, she's pretty deadpan most of the time. Yeah. I think it's one of my favorite things about her. I, I can't deadpan that well. Yeah, but Spike is understandably upset. What are you doing? You brought me here? <laughs> Xander steps and he's like, Anya, what are you doing? You brought him here? <laughs> well, that's what I said, only I hit the here part. thank you because inflection is important yeah and being a juilliard graduate he would know that is he a juilliard graduate james marsters is spike probably isn't i don't imagine spike is okay so spike and anya gang up on xander a wee bit for (laughs) making a little bit of sense uh just a little bit Uh, xander's like oh come on baby we just gotta work through some stuff and spike's like Oh, who's the puffed-up manly man? <laughs> All splotchy and possessive. Anya. I like that line a lot. It, it is a good one. And Anya is not very supportive of Xander here. She's like, yeah, it's not very convincing, is it? No. Spike responds, yeah, I see now what she said about him earlier. Xander decides to throw around his weight a little bit. Yeah. It doesn't go well. You cannot tell me that Spike wouldn't do... The exact same kind of leveraging, that kind of power over somebody in an instant if he had the chance. Because Xander's like, hey, what a surprise. Hostel 17, everybody. (laughs) Can I get you a drink? Hostel 17. And no one cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. (laughs) It's it's like Nedry in Jurassic Park. I was thinking the exact same fucking thing. I got Dodson here. Dodson. (laughs) see nobody cares (laughs) anyway Anya stops him for whatever reason it's like really you don't fucking owe Spike anything Anya to be fair though I mean they have been having a nice night together right I think she just wants shit to be less bullshitty yeah it's shit's getting pretty butthurt around here and, well, it doesn't stop there, though. Oh, no, it does not stop there at all. Because <laughs> he's like, what the hell are you doing with him anyway? As he leaves to get a drink. Her response is my last direct quote from this because we need to get back to general yeah. vagizations. Anya says, well, we didn't have sex, if that's what you mean. That's all I do now is not have sex. <laughs> <laughs> underhanded there, Anya. A little underhanded. Yeah, it was still funny, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) But the two of them are super fucking angry at each other, and they're like, you know what? Fine, I'm going to go have fun at this party, and fine, I'm going to go have fun at this party. Yeah. Look at me having fun at this party. Oh, look at me having fun at this party. You can't fire me. I quit. Exactly. It's that that same thing. Uh Uh-huh. So Xander sees Julie playing spin the bottle in a circle of 
college kids. Yeah, and his response is exactly what you would expect it to be as, wow, this is a very adolescent thing to do as college students. I'm a play. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? And uh, so he joins the circle. I mean, I I do have to say. Julie was eyeballing him hard. She's like, get over here. Yeah, I do have to say the actress who plays Julie is gorgeous. She's super cute. Definitely. Just gorgeous. I liked her. So the bottle lands on Julie on his first spin. Yeah. Wow. What dumb luck. (laughs) and uh to xander's credit again trying way too hard i don't buy it but he only quickly pecks her cheek and then she like fucking leaps onto him right she like is like hey i'm gonna take my mouth and i'm gonna swallow your face like face hugger (laughs) style i was expecting a big long alien penis to come out of her mouth and just go Because I'm not saying it's aliens. I'm just saying it's aliens. It's definitely aliens, Rex. But it's not aliens, Josh. I mean, we'll see. So Xander runs after her and he sees the frat bros playing with the orgasm wall. Right? (laughs) Well, and he gets an idea that there's something fucking going on here. Yeah, and we see a quick cut of Julie in the closet cutting off her hair with a knife. Chanting to herself, yeah. I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad. And I'm like, whoa. Right. Willow, we cut back to Willow upstairs checking on Tara. Yeah, and she knocks on the door and no one fucking answers. And she goes into the bathroom and no one's fucking in the bathroom. Like, actually, no one's in the bathroom. Also, no one's fucking in the bathroom, but no one is currently in the bathroom. Well, that's disappointing. Right. Uh, it happens to be the same bathroom that Riley was in previously. The one from the beginning of the episode. Yep. She washes her face and she hears something behind the fucking shower curtain. She opens the shower curtain and unlike Riley, she sees a ghost in the water. Yeah. It always comes back to that shower curtain. So You know, I have a friend who has diagnosed paranoia to the extent that if he goes into your bathroom, if he's like visiting your house and he goes into your bathroom and your shower curtain is closed, he has to open it. I can kind of see that, actually. (laughs) Due to being friends with him for many years that I was, I specifically only ever get clear shower curtains now. (laughs) And it's not even like I think, oh, I should have this a clear shower curtain just in case. But it's just one of those little things where it just makes so much more sense to me to have a fucking clear shower curtain. See, I need two shower curtains. I need... A clear one on the inside and more of a cloth kind of one on the outside. I just don't want a fucking opaque shower curtain that I can't fucking see through. Eh. I want to be able to see the goddamn room. Not that I can see much because if I'm in the shower, I don't have my fucking glasses on. And but it gets still. fogged up anyway. Regardless, yeah, we see a ghost in the bathtub, but we don't know that it's a ghost until Willow goes to try and help this person that looks like they're drowning and they disappear. Yep, and then appear directly behind her. And uh, Willow screams. Boogity, 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 boogity. <laughs> Cut over to the bedroom where Riley and Buffy are like, what was that noise? <laughs> uh, Sex. Sounded like Willow. Anyway, we're fucking boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, boom, brown, chicken, brown cow. <laughs> brown, chicken, brown cow. That's... God damn. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sometimes the shit you manage to pull out of the blue just cracks me the fuck up. Yeah, because Riley's like, you want me to do the sex to you? And Buffy's all about yet. Yeah. She's like, yeah. yes. <laughs> you keep doing the sex to me. He's like, oh, okay. And that's the whole rest of the episode. <laughs> well, for them, anyway. Dig this. Dig this. Sire has wings. Sire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Cold water. Usual. Oh, yeah. I hit him. With what? A desk. Come back to spin the bottle. Yeah, where the bottle fucking explodes. It does, yeah. It looked like it got in their eyes. Right? God, that's oh, awful. Oh, God, that would hurt. Like, oh, that makes me cringe just thinking about it. I know. Like, that was the real Ooh. medical emergency right Ooh. there. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, God. Well, and Xander was trying to alert all of them to Julie's distress. Right. Hey, anybody here friends with Julie? Nope. Nope. Nobody cares. So Willow and Tara, they both find Xander down here. And they all concur that the house is freaking haunted with aliens, and they need Buffy. It's not haunted with aliens, with Josh. With poltergeists. There you go. Um, who are very ghost-like, but not technically the same thing. Yeah. So they run upstairs to try and get to Buffy, but apparently roots or vines or some shit grow over. I didn't fucking understand why vines. And poltergeists can do whatever the fuck they want to do. Vines are creepy. They can be creepy, especially when they're growing really fast and going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got this macaroni vines. Oh, all my gone. God. Make that sound again. <laughs> so those are the vines. They're all okay. That's my favorite thing in this episode. <laughs> growing around the door. Um... <laughs> Turn the fucking upstairs into a jungle. <laughs> and then there's this long, slow zoom out above the bed of Riley and Buffy right. doing it. All you see is this little square of the bed and then everything else is black. My take is they did this to showcase that this is the only thing they know exists at this point. Yeah. Definitely good cinematography on that. Oh, yeah. With the, the blackout darkness void around the bed. And then it's time for an earthquake, Josh. What? Yeah. I don't know how I'll survive, Rex. I'm terrified of earthquakes. He being a Michigander. <laughs> with that one earthquake that I've experienced. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Tara's looking over the upper level railing as the house starts to shake violently and everyone freaks the fuck out yeah and then quick cut to spike who's like <laughs> whoa this party's starting to liven up a bit <laughs> just and then the chair decides it's really into bondage so if you wanted to talk about bondage <laughs> joshua go away <laughs> but it's your spike and he's oh, we're not no nope, we're done here <laughs> so spike uh gets into a bit of a bondage situation yeah a bit of a bondage situation and uh it makes him drop his beer which is most likely the most infuriating part for spike fucking alcohol abuse man seriously that's just upsetting <laughs> forest grabs douche canoe number three who's clearly possessed or some shit yeah he's spouting reciting some sort of religious babble bullshit got his line here he says 
touch not the impure thing, or ye shall perish. Find the salvation in the cross of our Lord and Savior. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm bored now. Yeah, bored now. <laughs> Forrest pushes Graham, I guess it is, into the elevator. God damn it, Forrest. <laughs> Walsh told you, in an emergency situation, use you the, take fucking, the stairs. fucking stairs. Yes. Not following protocol. the rules. Fucking up protocol, man. <laughs> so they go down, and I'm talking downtown. Okay, not really. It's more like tinfoil land. And so the earthquake subsides. Anya's looking down the hall. And then a ghost runs through her, and then the earthquake starts back up. Yeah. It's like, oh, we gotta pause the earthquake so this ghost can run down this hallway, guys. Yeah, passes through her like, like it's an alien, I mean a ghost. This is one of those little effects that they have been able to do forever because it's really just having one scene, one camera angle, you record one thing, then you change actors, you record the next thing, you just fucking overlay them on top of each other. It's a very simple effect to do of just one person standing there and a ghost running through them. But I, it's a, a tiny little effect that I fucking love. It's fun, definitely. I love this little effect. It has always pleased me ever since I was a, a child. <laughs> and you watched the movie Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it was Ghost Dad. Oh, God. Yeah. With Bill, with Cosby. Bill Cosby. Shit. Right? <laughs> oh, God. It's so fucking wrong now. With the pudding and the rape. <laughs> and the, oh, I can't. Yeah. I have a terrible Bill Cosby impression, it turns out. Good. <laughs> Let's keep Bill Cosby off our fucking show. Good plan. <laughs> so downstairs, Spike breaks free of his straps and runs yep. like the Dickens. As you do when a chair decides that it wants to bondage you. Yeah, you know, unless it has fun attachments. Uh, So Xander, Willow, and Anya, and Tara all convene at the front entrance and get the fuck out amongst a hail of falling books. Yep. Julie... Poor Julie. Oh, yeah. She has cut off most of her hair. Yeah. And not in a good way either because she still has bad patches. Bad patches and big cuts in yeah. her scalp. Oh, that oh, sounds man. like that is going to take forever oh, to that heal. makes me cringe. Yeah, that'd be so painful. Oh. And like it wouldn't be that bad, but her hair is going to start growing back. And oh, God. Fucking with it. Like can you imagine the amount of ingrown hairs you'd get around Dude, those did cuts? Did you see the scar on my face? No. I cut myself shaving, and when it was healing, I kept getting ingrown hairs. Oh, shit. So it scarred, and yeah. now I like I continually still cut myself in this spot because of the scar. Yikes. It sucks. It really know. sucks. I haven't actually shaved for years. I just trim. Anyway, not important. So Julie's staggering towards them, begging for help. And uh, her scalp bleeding, and they they take her out of... I don't know why she couldn't just run towards the door, but right. they help her out of the house, yeah. even though she can walk. Well, she's traumatized as fuck. Okay, I'll give her that. <laughs> Cut down to the initiative where Forrest and Douche Canoe number three are like, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> and random scientist, whatever, is like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock, now go do your jobs. And they're all like, whatever. Something about locking down, I don't fucking yeah. know. Uh, cut to the front porch where there, where Spike, Anya, Willow, Xander are outside. And Tara. And Tara. Yeah, and they're all like, hey, Xander, you're a dipshit because he wants to run right back in. Right. And try and save Buffy and Riley. 
But yeah, it's like, come on, guys. Like, if they can't take care of themselves, you can't take care of them for them. Right, right. But no, Xander's like, I'm going in there. Who's going with me? And Spike replies with, I am. I know I'm not the first choice for heroics, and Buffy's tried to kill me more than once, and I don't fancy a single one of you at all, but... Actually, all that sounds pretty convincing. <laughs> I wonder if Asia House is open. <laughs> <laughs> well, a uh, slight conflicting possibility in lines here. I think that is the correct version of the line. I wonder if Asian House is open, but but the transcript seems to think that he said, and I just think this is funny, he said, I wonder if Danger Mouse is on. <laughs> like, I don't think that's what he said, guys. It is really not what he said. <laughs> so... I'm I'm with I'm with Spike and I want Chinese food. Ditto. Like I almost always want Chinese food. But Xander's like, no, I'm fucking going in this goddamn house right the fuck now. And he runs into the house and the house says, no, fuck you. <laughs> it gets ejected immediately. And they all collectively decide maybe it's time to go talk to Giles. Yeah. And you're what? Shocked and disappointed? I'm evil. You should know better. You should know better than the fate, the face of the world. That was pathetic. You should know better. You should know better than the fate, the face of the world. There's a lot more than that. A fantastic day. Birds singing. Squirrels making lots of rotten little squirrels. And they remember that he's at the espresso pump instead of at home. And boy, is he fucking killing it. He's playing on an acoustic guitar, my favorite Who song. The Who. The Who. Behind Blue Eyes. Yeah. I fucking love this song. I didn't realize that was The Who, but I love The Who. Yeah. Fun fact for all of you, I got to play Captain Walker in a production of The Who's Tommy, so I'm basically a rock star. (laughs) I just wanted to throw that out there. Sure. (laughs) Sure, Josh. You're basically a rock star. (laughs) And then fucking gold here. We cut over to Willow, Tara, Anya, and Xander just slack-jawed watching him sing. It's so good. As you should be because he's got a fucking phenomenal voice. Right. And I have Xander's line here. Could we go back to the haunted house? Because this is creeping me out. Which isn't true at all, but that's where the joke was. Right. And that's one of the reasons I still like Xander. Tara replies with... Does he do this a lot? And Xander says, sure. Every day the earth rotates backwards and the skies turn orange. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about that. That was a good one. So cut back to the haunted frat house. No, no, no. Before that, we get a mission from Anya, Willow, and Tara that they all think that Giles is sexy. And Willow admits that she used to have a crush on him. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. She did, definitely. But then she married... Um, Wesley instead. Oh, that was the actress. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was Allison Hannigan. I'm pretty sure Anthony Stewart had is already married when he shot this. No idea. Probably. <laughs> so then we cut back to the frat house. Where we have the sex. All of the sex. <laughs> do you want me to do the sex to you? They're, they're already doing that. Good God, Rex. Yeah, all of it. Like <laughs> all the sex. Do you want me to do the Rex to you? I really don't want you to do that. (laughs) I was going to say nobody wants that, but that's just inaccurate. It's inaccurate. I can't say that nobody wants to do that. I happen to have several 
several women in my life. And <laughs> you want me to do the Rex to you? <laughs> That's just funny. That's just where the joke was. I know. So we cut to some random library. I guess it's a fucking campus library. Yeah. It's like, that's weird to see them in a library again. It's a nice change. I missed a fucking library. God yeah, damn. they needed a good library I setup. missed the high school library. It was so pretty. It was. It was nice. Anyway, Giles is rather put out about all of the sex. <laughs> and Willow finds an article about the frat house and its former status. Hold on. Before that, I have a, I have a Giles quote. Okay. Sanders is like, oh, they seem they were probably too busy doing it to hear us. And Giles <laughs> is like, doing what? And they're all like, really, we have to explain it to you, Giles? And his response is, in the midst of all that, do you really think they were keeping it up? Oh, for a different phrasing. <laughs> phrasing. Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez. And then Willow finds an article about the frat house and its former status. It used to be called the Lowell Home for Children. That's why it's called the Lowell um, Fraternity House now, or whatever Xander called it earlier. And it was run by a woman named Genevieve Holt. And yeah. Turns out she's not dead yet. Yeah, she's not dead. She's pretty close. <laughs> but the actress, I want to look up her name real quick, but I don't have internet, so I'm not going to. The actress was played by the same woman who plays the head secretary to Martin Sheen. Is that her? That's totally her from the first season of The West Wing. She also showed up. It is her. I knew it. I recognize her a million miles away. She's very recognizable. Catherine Roche. Yeah, her. Yeah, she's on the West Wing, and then they killed her character. Oh, sorry, spoilers, but yeah. You know. I, was a, I was very upset about that. Yeah, they really should have kept her. Oh, well, they didn't. So they're interviewing her, asking her if they're... If there was any ghostly activity, basically, and she's like, no, that sounds like crazy talk. Must have been aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I treated them as I would treat my own flesh and blood, gave them hugs and praise when they were good and punished them when they were dirty. Yeah. Like, Whoa, that escalated quickly. And Giles is like, well, kids do get muddy sometimes. And there's, oh, no, I'm talking about fucking Mr. Giles. <laughs> Those children, they were all about the fucking. And so... They, treat, treat them just like you do your own kids. You they, torture them nearly to death. Exactly. That's what you do when you're a Christian. Or, you know, Catholic at least. We're not, not attacking all Christians. Evangelical. Yeah, there we go. Extremist. That's a good word. Yeah. So they extrapolate from this that the children were horribly abused and tortured and shamed for any amount of sexual desire... Fucking Puritans. Yeah. Giles gives her a good scolding. And she's all like, you choose to pass judgment on me. And I've got Giles's whole rant against her. I'm just going to throw it out there real quick. Well, someone ought to. You traumatized and, and abused these children. Children who have no doubt become extremely disturbed adults. You have ruined lives, Mrs. Holt. Furthermore, what you did has now manifested itself as a, a malevolent presence which threatens still more lives. You have a great deal to answer for. And she's like, blah, blah, go oh, fuck oh, yourself. Okay, hold on. Before we continue on, I just have to say, you've gotten really freakishly good at nailing the inflection oh, thank of you. Giles. Like I realized I was doing it too high pitched, so I've dropped it down a level. No, it, but like not 
so you the inflection and the pacing of the line and everything like you're you're fucking nailing that spot on man yeah well i was a theater major i'm aware but like, <laughs> it impresses me thank you so she's like yeah blah i don't have to listen to this shit and xander <laughs> fucking xander she who smelt it dealt it yeah the stupidest it's comeback like what you said but faster <laughs> He's not wrong, he's, though. He's not wrong. I'll take it. <laughs> so they leave her behind and they're like, all right. Anyway, lots of sexy pent up poltergeists with some good old fashioned sci fi jargon razzmatazz. And they figure out real quick how this came to be and that Buffy and Riley's sexiness is fueling the whole thing. Yeah, they're the, <laughs> as Xander puts it, they're the battery in the boo factory. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but that should have been the fucking title of the episode. <laughs> right? <laughs> God damn it, Buffy. Can't you have sex without people dying? Right? This is just typical. Just typical. It's always about you. <laughs> so if they stop boning, it's, uh, so when you go above boning, <laughs> the bomb is armed. <laughs> if you drop below boning, <laughs> the bomb explodes. What do you do, Jack? You keep boning. They, yeah, they have to keep boning, but they have to find an airport tarmac so that they can bone fast enough. And at some point, they have to jump over a section of highway with their boning. Oh, God. So this just makes me think the song Cherry Pie by Warren <laughs> what? Uh, has a line in it that says, ain't got money, ain't got no gas, but we'll get where we're going if we swing real fast. Saying that if you're in a bed and you fuck fast enough, you can move the bed. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how they move the bed to jump the fucking highway. See, we got all the physics worked out, guys. It was it was predetermined by that band okay. or whoever that Rex just mentioned. Warren. Yeah. You've heard the song Sweet Cherry Pie. We've done our research. Yeah. She's my cherry yeah, pie. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right. Yes, it's time to listen. The good guys are always Star Wars and true. Bad guys, easily distinguished by their pointy horns or black hats. We always defeat them and save the day. No one ever dies, and everybody lives happily ever after. Liar. Cut over to Tara's <laughs> dorm, where Willow and Tara and Giles are going to perform a binding spell just long enough to hold the children poltergeist energy off for Xander and Anya to go and get Buffy and Riley out. To bind the spirits, but not in a kinky way. Not, not too kinky, kinky anyway, and just just kinky enough. Yeah, just kinky enough. <laughs> we only kink shame when it's absolutely necessary here at Beer with Puffy. Only when it involves your mother. Ah, I'm just gonna go with anybody's mother. Let's not get too specific here. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Back to the house. Quote of the day here. Xander says. Because Anya's leaning against the window and he says, what do, you, what do you feel? She's like, sad, afraid of being without you, and a little hungry. I wrote that line down, too. It's too. It's so good. I meant about the house. Oh, still haunted. Come back to the dorm. Spell, spell, spell. Yeah, doing a magic. Surrounded oh God. by ghost children. No, I'm seeing dead children. <laughs> I see. 
Really? You should probably get that checked out. Well, they're still living, but they're dead inside. That's You know, most of our generation. That's the important part. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Come back to the house where the door swings open. This house is clean. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Xander. Shim 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 shiru. Hi. All righty. Get him out of here. Sorry, um, I can just recite the entirety of <laughs> yes, Ace, I am aware of Ace Ventura. I can recite most of it as which well, which is no longer a desirable talent. <laughs> no. It slowly worked its way out of anybody's give a shit over the last right. twenty years or so. Oh, it's problematic as fuck. I know. <laughs> so, good thing Xander brought a machete with him because right he's hacking handy. through the vines. Very handy. All the way up to Riley's door. They get to the door, and as soon as they get to the door, all hell breaks loose. It gets a bit windy. Yeah. I don't know about um, all hell, but it gets kind of windy. Well, yeah. Um, so they get to the door and cut back to the dorm where they are no longer able to maintain the spell. It also gets kind of windy over there. Yeah. Windy enough to throw the table. Oh, yeah. I wondered where the table went. <laughs> and the kids, fuck off. Yeah, and back to the house where Xander gets pulled into a bathroom and baptized. By some sort of invisible entity. Aliens. It's not aliens. It's probably aliens. It's not aliens. So Anya gets thrown from a balcony, from the balcony, onto a couch, which, you know, is... Handy. Ideal. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) better than the floor. Yeah. Half on the floor. Not important. She's okay, though. She's fine. So Xander is being (laughs) given a little bit of a baptism. I mean, he could probably use it, to be honest. He is quite the dirty boy. (laughs) He's a very dirty boy. (laughs) Anya makes her way back upstairs and gets fucking impaled by a vine. Oh, my God. I I legitimately flinched at this. Yeah, dude, that looked bad. It It was right, right through her hand. It was a really good effect. And it was like really thick. I'm like that fucked with some tendons. Yeah, it was it was at least an inch in diameter. Yeah, at least. For fuck's sake. Like I flinched. It was a really good effect. Yeah, woof. So she drags Xander out of the tub and back to Riley's story where they bust it open without knocking at all. Yeah, come on. How rude. <laughs> and they're just like, what? What's going on? But as soon as the door is open, everything stops. The fucking vines are all gone. It's like nothing ever happened. Breaks the spell. They're yep. no longer in danger of dying if they quit boning. They defuse the sex babam. <laughs> oh, that's a good call. I thought so. Yeah, I approve. So, cut over to the cafeteria on campus the next day. Time for some wrap-up. <laughs> some serious wrap-up. <laughs> they expedited the fuck out of this wrap-up. Oh, speaking of wrap-up, did you notice that they had time during all this shit and all the fucking going on? They showed Riley specifically reaching for condoms? <laughs> Durex brand, specifically. Yes. I did catch that. So, Buffy's At least creep- they were having safe sex. Yes, that is the important part here. Um... You know, I'm sure that they 
had some sort of contract to fulfill on that. <laughs> right. You need it established that they're having safe sex. You can't show a bunch of college students fucking like rabbits unless you show them having safe sex. And I'm fine with that. So, in the cafeteria, Buffy's creeped out that Giles was singing. They're talking so much more about Giles singing than literally everything else. I mean, I find that hilarious. It is. It's where the joke is. Even though, come on, guys. He was really good. Right. We... We have a, a couple of lines here from Xander and Willow. Uh, Willow says, come on, you have to admit it was kind of sexy. <laughs> and Xander replies with, please stop saying that. I'm willing to offer cash incentives. Yeah. <laughs> he tells Anya that he wants to skip the midlife crisis when he gets old. And I'm like, <laughs> you won't, though. No, you don't you get won't. to skip that. No, it's an important part of growing old. Yeah. Anya confirms Buffy's sentiment that if her and Riley hadn't been so wrapped up in each other, none of it would have happened and they should be ashamed of themselves. Her line, she deadpans, is true. Feel shame. (laughs) Very succinct. Yes. Why I love Anya. Thank you, Anya. Willow reassures them that it was the fault of powerful magics and it must have been awful. Oh, so awful. So bad. God. (laughs) You can see... On their faces, man, that was good sex. (laughs) (laughs) Gerarg. Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. strength. Give give, give, give me more! Nights, I shall walk in here. Hold on. You've got something here. How'd you feel about this episode, Josh? I thought it was nice, good, fluffy fun. I'm pretty neutral, really. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was bad. I So I was kind of looking forward to this episode, not for any particular reason aside from the fact that I remembered it, but after all the fucking heavy episodes we've had, yeah. it was nice to have something completely unrelated to the main storyline. And obviously... Where we are in the story, this was episode 18. It's mm-hmm. about to get fucking heavy. So I found it very much appreciated. And it was a fun episode, I thought. Yeah, I love that consistently the writers always use these fluffy Monster of the Week episodes to just go ahead and take their time on some character development. So we've got Spike and Anya establishing some kind of a rapport. Yeah. Which is neat. We've got... I'm looking forward to that panning out to something bigger. Right. And we've got Xander and Anya having their first big fight. That's always a milestone in a relationship. The even bigger milestone of Buffy and Riley at that point where they're fucking like bunnies. And that's literally the entire episode. (laughs) Something tells me that in the writer room for this episode, they're like, Hey guys, what if we did an episode where Riley and Buffy did nothing but fuck? And someone was like, well, how could we make that work? Hey, I have an idea. Oh, poltergeist. We'll make it work. <laughs> and then uh, Giles. They're getting Giles out of his box a oh, little bit. Oh, thank God. And damn it, he has such an amazing singing voice. Did you notice that he had his ear pierced yeah. during the little the show that he was doing? And then he it was pierced the rest of the episode? Yes. It definitely wasn't pierced before that, right? I mean, that kind of an ear piercing heals over really quickly. Okay. So a lot of times when people who've had their ear pierced 
don't wear it for a while. They have to get it re-pierced. <laughs> God, I don't like pain, and that sounds awful. But I was kind of wondering if he actually had his ear pierced or if they just used a clip-on. It could have easily been a clip-on. I have seen pictures of Anthony Stewart head, and he has his ear pierced. Okay, see, that wouldn't surprise me at all. But yeah, what's your quote of the day, Rex? So I'm going to give mine to Spike. Because just like the previ- the episode with Faith, when we got him like playing into the, hey guys, no, actually I'm a fucking bad guy. Uh, I love that bit. And so my quote of the day is him saying, I am. I know I'm not the first choice for heroics. And Buffy tried to kill me more than once. And I don't fancy a single one of you at all. But... Actually, all that sounds pretty convincing. I wonder if Asia House is open. (laughs) (laughs) And really, I wonder if Asia House is open is the kicker. Like, that just makes the line. Right. Now, I I appreciate that line as well because they're trying so hard to integrate him slowly into the group. Yeah. Without him breaking character. And they're not letting him do anything too far out of character Right. Because that's how shit works in real life. Exactly. And like in the other episode, he's like, how hard is it for you to remember that I hate you all? Yes, exactly. (laughs) You know, he's got over a hundred years of being a completely autonomous, badass motherfucker under his belt. And he's not going to take to this in one episode. So (laughs) it's a good line. Yeah. What's your quote of the day? My quote of the day is also going to go to Spike. You know, you take the killing for granted and <laughs> and then it's gone. You're like, I wish I'd appreciated it more. You know, stopped and smelled the corpses, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I almost picked that one too. Yeah. It's a very good line. It's It's a fun Spike episode. Absolutely. But yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up for us, guys. This has been another episode of Beer with Buffy. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We've been having a lot of extra activity on Facebook. Join in the fun, guys. Don't forget to review us on iTunes. Huge thank you to those of you who have reviewed us on iTunes. Please keep it coming. If you'd like to help support us financially, we've got some cool stuff that you can buy. Mugs, stickers, t-shirts. Head on over to store.beerwithbuffy.com. You can also head on over to patreon.beerwithbuffy.com if you want to support us financially without purchasing our stuff. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always send us an email at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. If you ever want to leave us a voicemail or text us, you can do that at 269-743-0783. That's country code 1 for the United States for all of you out-of-staters. Last but not least... As always, thank you to Benjamin Alexander and Reggie Page for all of our closing, opening, and transitional music. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Have a good night.
done why are we watching this 